You are now listening to Today with Jared Jacobs. Hey everyone, Jared James here, and welcome to episode 14 of Today with Jared James. Guys, as I always start out, I just want to say thank you to all of you that have given me your time, your attention, and decided to listen today uh, to this podcast. I also want to say thank you to so many of you that have uh, commented or, or subscribed, and that really helps us, by the way, depending on the platform that you're on, when you subscribe and you watch and you share it with other people and everything else. So I really want to say thank you for that. Um, and today... You know, I think you guys, as we move forward here, you're going to start to notice that I'm getting, I'm kind of riffing a little bit. I'm going to start going a little bit off script, and and probably even as we move forward, I may even start talking about things that aren't even uh, very specific to the three ways to do this or the three ways to do that. I, I might start talking about some current things going on in business, the entrepreneurial land, that kind of stuff. Do me a favor, guys. If you would like me to do that, if you want to hear my thoughts on some outside things and really just hear me kind of riff and 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 you know rant about something or whatever it is, uh, just kind of jump over to my Instagram at Jared James today. Leave me a comment on the latest post and just let me know that that's something you'd like to hear. Or leave me a DM, a direct message for those of you that haven't been on there that long. Uh, and I'd love to do that. But today, what I'm going to talk about has also been formed through just listening to you guys. You know, um, I always tell people that you know your greatest content, the stuff that you come up with, content is not difficult to come up with. Uh, everybody's always worried about what content to do and how to come up with content. And they put so much pressure on themselves to come up with content. And yet content is not that difficult. Your content comes from your people. Your content comes from your questions. Your content comes from you actually listening to the people you represent um, and then answering those questions. Like that's why I answer all my DMs on Instagram and Facebook and answer everybody on YouTube and Snapchat and all these places is on one hand, yeah, it's good. It's, you know, it's a nice thing to do. But it's also selfish on one level because it lets me know where everybody's at. And today's episode is no different. Um, Today's episode, I believe we're calling You Don't Win a 5K in the First Mile. And, you know, I think this is a concept people have heard before. This was something that was, was even so much truer to me probably, I think it was last year or the year before, my older son was running in a 5K that I was running in. And I kept talking to him over and over again. He's got a high endurance level. He plays soccer. He plays lacrosse. You know, he's got that body structure where he's made for it. And I kept telling him before the race, I said, listen to me, bud, like every, all of your friends that are in this race, they're all trying to win and they're all going to try to win in the first mile. They're all going to try to win in the first half mile. I'm like, that's not how you're going to win. Resist the urge. Let them go ahead. Let them. And I kept telling him this over and over and over and over again. And, you know, he won. He took first place in his school. Like he crushed the other kids. And you know why? Because he didn't win in the first mile. They all sprinted out, went went out so fast, whatever, and then right around the half-mile mile, he just went by them, turtling, you know, tortoise in the hair, you know? Um, only he wasn't a tortoise. He was going at a decent speed. He just wasn't a, a, a pace. He just wasn't sprinting right off the bat. And to me, that was such a microcosm of just business, of, of being an entrepreneur, of... You know, we live in a culture where, especially guys, you need people, If do me a favor, like if you know someone younger who has aspirations to get into business, you have you know someone younger uh, who has aspirations to be an entrepreneur or has those entrepreneurial tendencies, you need to tell them to listen to this podcast. Because this is something I see all the time. You know, as much as I tell people, hey, I didn't grow up with social, I didn't grow up with, you know, whatever, a lot of younger people did. 
And they grew up in a world where there was no delayed gratification. It was all immediate. And that means you put up a post, you put up something, and it was immediate. How many likes? Am I getting one per minute? Am I getting? And they would start thinking like this. And that kind of thought process permeates to all uh, the rest of the areas of their life, the way that they function in business, the way that they – and there are certain areas where that can be really good because it presses you and, and, and gets a lot out of you early on. But when it comes to business, when it comes to being an entrepreneur, that is not a good way of looking at things because generally speaking, the people who are winning in the beginning don't win in the end. Even in the Olympics, when it comes to you know Olympic 5K, Olympic 10K, Olympic, the runners who are out in front never win. They set the pace, and then ultimately they lose. And it's no different in business. You don't win a 5K in the first mile. You don't win uh, a marathon in the first mile. It's ultimately about getting that tunnel vision and knowing your pace, being realistic about what it is that you're after. Look, If what it is that you're after, you're not still going to be chasing it in five years or ten years or something like that, then it's not what you should be after. This is why money goals as the main motivator do not work. Because if your whole thing is security, your whole thing is making a certain amount of money, if your whole thing is you know, uh, having security, two things. Number one, I can have security just by spending less money. So I don't really need to make more money, right? The other thing is, is that once you get that money, now what? If it's not going to motivate you in five years, in 10 years, in 20 years, you know, whatever it is, then it's not worth going after. That's why, look guys, I'm going to go a little off track here. That's why getting the girl doesn't create a good marriage. Now look, I've got girls, boys, men, female, whatever watching this. Just apply this to yourself however it applies to you. But that's why quote-unquote, getting the girl doesn't make a great marriage. Because once you get the girl, once you get the guy, once you, now you have to live with this person for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, whatever the time frame happens to be, and your goal has already been achieved decades and decades ago. What would you work towards anymore? Like, I want, when I die, I, I literally want my spouse to be like, that was the best guy ever. Like that guy, like that has to constantly be earned. This is morbid. And I've heard, I've heard other people talk about this too, but I just so relate to it. Like I'm all about the funeral. My, my father and I, this is really morbid guys, but just stick with me here. My father and I are very competitive in a friendly sense, right? He still thinks he can beat me at athletic competitions. We all know that's a joke, but he still believes that. And so my father and I used to actually compete on who would have the bigger showing at their funeral. Like, who would have more people there? Who would have... And that sounds like whatever. you got to understand our personalities to understand how, how funny that is. Like, you know, whatever. We're not literally there, like, you know, whatever. But that's, that's, that's how we thought. And that is how I approach many things when it comes to my life, is it's not about what I'm doing right now. It's not about how people feel about me at the end of today. It's not about, you know, whatever. Like, if I've done things right, I'm going to have a huge funeral. And when I understand that I'm for that, I want to leave such a lasting legacy that it makes such a mark. That's so unattainable that it constantly drives me. It's not just about I need to get to a certain number of students. I need to get to a certain level of income. I need to have a certain number of employees. I need to – I'm not trying to get the girl. I'm trying to have the great marriage, two different things, because a marriage is ongoing. Getting the girl is – you could do that in a night. That's not what you're after, Right, But the other thing that I want us to understand is I talk about, look, you don't win a 5K in the first mile. 
is that we also have to understand that like there's limit on ev- there's limits on everything that we do as humans. I, I, it amazes me sometimes like we, we we hear these thoughts you can you can do anything you put your mind to. One of my sons, my younger son, said that to me yesterday. We kind of joke around sometimes and we throw out motivational quotes. And uh, my younger son threw out, I can do anything I put my mind to. And I said, great, go fly. Go fly. Let me see you fly. And he started, he got that look in his eye like he knew that I was like, you know, I got him, whatever. And it was just a teachable moment. I said, look, you can't do anything you put your mind to. Grow a third foot. You know, it's not going to happen, right? There are limits on everything that we do as humans, you as a human, as long as we're using this example, you can't run a 5K in the first mile. No human has ever or will ever run a mile in a second. No human has ever or will ever run a mile in a minute. This is the point that I want you to get you to understand. Our job, the point, is to eliminate the distance between what's impossible and what's normal. And you can only do that through practice and hard work. Our job as humans is only to eliminate the distance between what's impossible and for you individually as a person, what is possible for you, and then do everything you can through, through hard work, through practice, through patience, through all of these things to get closer to that thing. And we all have a different ability level. We all have a different distance between impossible and what's possible for us. We all have. That's why that whole comparison thing just never works. Because we're all dealing with a different set of skills. We're all dealing with a different set of talents. We're all dealing. I said in the event I was at recently, when Usain Bolt stepped on the first track, he was automatically faster than everyone around him. Now, to get to the level that he could, that none of us have ever had any potential to get to, he had to work his butt off and get to that level. His job was to eliminate the distance between what was impossible and what was possible for him. And that doesn't come from creating goals that have no lasting benefit, that are easily attainable. That doesn't come from comparing to other people. Look, guys, there's something I really want you to understand here, and this is something, again, I'm in the middle of convention season right now. I'm, I'm traveling around. I'm talking to thousands of people every single week, and there, this is something I really want you to understand. There is no shortage on success, none. Other people's success does not threaten yours. Now, for some of you, that's kind of like, eh, no biggie, move on, means nothing to you, good to go, whatever. For a lot of you, you need to hear that. There is no shortage. It's not you come from a big family and there's only one pie. So you got in and get you got to get your slice. You got to get your slice and a half. Otherwise, Theodore is going to jump in and take two. I, I don't know what child is still named Theodore, but you guys get my point. Like, It's not that. There is absolutely no shortage on success. Other people's success doesn't threaten yours. But now using that pie example, like I don't think we we spend enough time actually working on what it is that we're actually after. Like, let me let me show you how my mind works a little bit, guys. Like I was out apple picking with my family recently, and I'm picking these pies and I'm just like I'm picking these apples, and I'm just like, you know what? What our clients do, what our students do from a prospecting perspective, it's like making a pie. Like, when you're picking apples, some apples are better than other apples. Some apples make greater pies than other apples. You can literally 
put the same ingredients together, put the same number of apples, put the same number, but it just so happens that somebody picked better apples than the apples you picked, and they would have a tastier pie. Prospecting in business is no different. Not all conversations are created equal. Some people have 30 conversations in a week and get a certain result, while another person has 30 conversations in a week and gets a completely different result. And part of that, through the patience of understanding you don't win a 5K in the first mile, is starting to learn what conversations to pick, what people to talk to, what activities to do. Because some of you are doing the exact same activities as other top producers in your area, and you're getting a completely different result. And some people are going to the orchard, picking out completely different apples than other people pick out, and just making a better pie, because they know what to look for. They've been doing it long enough that they've become an expert in picking the ingredients. And some of you aren't sticking with things long enough to actually become an expert in what prospecting, in what conversations, in what to actually be focusing on in your business, because you're not fully understanding that you don't win a 5K in the first mile Part of what happens when it looks like you lose, when it looks like you're not winning, is that you learn. You know, I think we did another podcast, or we're going to do one about W's and L's. It's not all winning and losing. It's winning and learning. That's it. It's winning and learning. Just because you think you lost or just because you think you didn't win doesn't mean you lost. You learned, which is winning. And part of that patience and part of not winning a 5K in the first mile is starting to learn which ingredients are going to add up and make a better pie even though it looks like you're doing the same things as other people. Now, you guys look at me and you go, well, you're the, you're the uh, marry the principal, date the model guy. Marry the principal, date the model. Are you saying we don't ever change? Are you saying that we don't ever? No. No, I'm not saying that you always stick to something when it's not working. I absolutely believe in marry the principal, date the model. That kind of change, though, is what's called a pivot. You're still after the same thing. When, when restaurants started offering Uber Eats, their main goal was still the same. The only difference is they started picking a new strategy and going, hey, this is probably something we should start to add to our business because we're looking at consumer behavior and we're saying, hey, they probably want it to be delivered to them, not just they have to come and get it, right? And so when you look at your business, we can be after the same thing. There are things that are tried and true. The principles never change. The conversations, the idea of getting in front of somebody, prospecting, doing all of those kind of things don't ever change. I'm not saying that we don't ever pivot. I'm not saying that the strategy or how we get there doesn't change. I'm not saying that as a restaurant you don't need to adapt and start to offer Uber Eats. That's not what I'm saying on any level. What I'm saying is that when you're after something that's still going to make you passionate about that thing in 10 years, in 20 years, in whatever it happens to be, and you stick with that thing for so long, you start to develop skill sets. You start to develop an ability to feel things out, pick the right ingredients, whatever, while still pivoting and changing the way you market and changing the way you convert and changing the way. But ultimately, you can't be someone who if something doesn't work one week, you give up on it the next, because I'm telling you way too many of you right now are not experiencing the level of success that you desire, the level of, of success that you think that you deserve, because you're just not giving it enough time. And the number of people who I talk to on a regular basis, that if they would have started two years ago, 
what it is that they're looking for the results for now, they'd be winning. If they would start now for the results they're looking for in a year or two years and not wait two weeks and then move on, they'd win. And many of those people have regret because they wish that they were getting the returns on what they should have been doing last year, but that's just not how the world works. This is why I always say that success comes from the unsexy. It comes from the things that nobody sees, that nobody cares, that nobody whatever. My question to you right now, what I'm saying, you don't win a 5K in the first mile, is what are you doing right now that you know most likely will not give you a tangible benefit in the next two weeks, two months, whatever it may be, but you know it has to be done right now. What are you doing? What are you committed to that's helping you build towards that thing that you're still going to be passionate about in five, ten years that does not have a del- an immediate gratification? Because there's a lot of things in my life that I do that no one ever sees or hears about, but all anybody ever sees are the results that will come to me in three years, and then they want those results, but they weren't willing to pay the price right now. They weren't willing to not have the result right now. And I'm somebody that, look, I'll watch all of these people get what seems like immediate wins and immediate gains and immediate results. And because I'm so like just tunnel vision focused on where I know I'm going and what I know the results will be, and I know that in the end I win, I'm not worried about it. And I'm hoping that as a result of some of you listening to this, you'll think in that exact same way because I'm going to tell you that when I was in high school and everybody was partying and doing all of their stuff and I was working full-time, I'm going to tell you when I gave up on sports and I was working full-time and everybody thought I was crazy, nobody thinks I'm crazy now. All of those people I see now look at me and they go, oh, God, you're so lucky. How did that? I, I want that. I want whatever. And yet in the moment when it was party or go work your butt off, everyone chose party. And so I'm not talking to you about something that I hope that you understand. I hope that, you know, that I hope that I understand or that I think works. Guys, you don't win a 5K in the first mile, period. Please understand that. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, there's a few things that I'd like you to do. Subscribe, share this with someone you know that you think would also benefit from it. Leave a review on the platform that you're listening on. And do me a favor, go over to connectwithjared.com. Connect on all the platforms I'm on, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube, all these places. And do me a favor, leave me a message. Let me know what you enjoyed about the episode. And more importantly, let me know what you'd also like to hear about moving forward. 